Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Episode 75 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is May 2nd, 2022. Say Hey Rob, my co-host, as always. What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? What's going on, man? 75 episodes, or as you said before, the Camilo Duval episode. And yeah, maybe sh- I'll just title it that. Yeah, shout out Barry Zito as well. But 2012 hero. Yeah, man, 70. This doesn't seem like 75, man. This is going by way too fast. But yeah, a little fun weekend. Uh, not 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 for the Giants, but hey, the NFL draft that was pretty entertaining. You know, that was a good yeah. little just dis- that was a good little distraction away from from our Giants. And yeah, Doug, Doug and I, yeah, we're really big on the uh, NFL draft every year. So that was a very welcome distraction this last weekend. You know, uh, I have been so busy. I I hardly got to. I got to actually follow around one of the drafts the other night but um over the weekend man like friday was coaching softball barely got to follow saturday you know did some stuff with the family so i uh definitely have some um research to catch up on in regards to like who my niners drafted who your cowboys drafted because i gotta know because the cowboys are my wife's team too yeah so <laughs> we, know, we we love leah here all i know i'll say this about the NFL draft. Well, two things. One, you know, they make it its own thing and it's and awesome. I, yeah, it, they do. it's awesome. But two, you know, if Kenny Pickett went anywhere else for school, would he be drafted right there by the Pittsburgh Steelers? I no, think, right. I, I don't think so. <laughs> right. That's gotta be the only reason why he's going there. Cause I don't think dude's going to be anything in the NFL. <laughs> nah, he's basically Brand- Brandon Whedon. I think, I mean, he was in college for like six years and Brandon Whedon's a bum. Yeah. And man, 28 year old in the first round. Okay. Kenny Pickett's not 28, but still no. like he, he was in college a long time and 
yeah, this was a very uh, opportunistic time for him to go into the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, because there were no other quarterbacks no. in this draft. Uh, no other notable ones, at least. So good no. for you, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, shout out. Well, as, as Rob kind of touched on, uh, it you know, it was somewhat of a rough weekend you know as always we're not a re, uh, preview recap podcast but uh you know a little uh i don't want to say concerning but a little bit of a frustrating weekend for the giants especially going up against uh you know washington nationals team who last weekend they swept in dc and then this weekend uh you know washington entered the series on i believe it was an eight game losing streak and the the Nats end up taking two or three from the Giants and with authority, really. I mean, on on Friday's game, they lost 13 to seven. The Giants did Saturday. They won uh, four or no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong stuff here. No, Friday, they lost 14 to four. Yeah. OK, Saturday, the Giants won nine to three. Pretty convincing. But then yesterday they lost 11 to five. And I know they were kind of doing some stuff late, but. Um, you know, frustrating weekend for the Giants, Rob. Pretty frustrating, and I've I've always said uh, it's very concerning when when the Giants are facing a team that has been overly sucking. You know, coming into the series, like eight eight <laughs> overly games, sucking. overly sucking. Like, yeah, a three four game losing streak coming in. I don't worry about that. But eight in a row, that's concerning because. I think I said it a hundred times this weekend during the threads and on Twitter and stuff, the law of averages, man, it, it's going to come back, you know? Yeah. That, that is not a good nationals team. I'm not saying that, but that's a pretty, it's a pretty good lineup. I would say, especially in the heart with Soto and Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell and they can bang. Yeah. You know, they, they can bang and they, they banged this weekend. <laughs> and I want to say during their eight game losing streak, I saw something they, they hit like one seventy one as a team coming in and you you just knew it's like damn you know they they just they just saw the giants last, last weekend there's that familiarity type that type of deal and i was i was concerned that they were going to come in and hit the piss out of the ball and they sure as hell did i thought the giants would still win the series mind you i didn't think would would get lit up like that and yeah. alex alex cobb you know some things didn't go his way yesterday either and and, and logan webb on saturday he gave up 11 hits in six yeah. innings, that, that that's a lot. So, yeah, they um they busted out of their little hitting funk. That, that that's for sure. But yeah, it's it's bound to happen though in baseball, man. Like they're gonna teams are gonna break out of it eventually. I think the Giants just were kind of wrong place at the wrong time. Rob, are you saying that the Giants can't win every game? I don't. You know, I know they won 107 games last year, but remember this: they did lose a series at home. To the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. Shout out Jacob Stallings, man, the best catcher in baseball. <laughs> Notorious giant killer. I'll never forget that series last year where they lost two or three to the Pirates. And in like July, I think it was, and everyone said, okay, that's it. They're falling back to earth. You know, it's over. You know, I hope we all enjoyed it while it lasted. Nah, it's just, it's baseball sometimes, man. They just, they broke out of it and the Giants happened to be in the way. I'm pretty sure. That the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were god-awful last year, were the only team to take a season series from the Giants. I mean, is that correct? Uh, Because the Giants even beat – they they won the season series of the Dodgers, uh, you know, went 10-9 in 19 games. But I'm serious. I think 
maybe disregarded an, an AL series that maybe I'm not thinking of at the moment, but right. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the Pirates took four of six last year uh, I, from the Giants. I, I, be, I believe it was four of seven because the Giants had a four-gamer four gamer. in Pittsburgh, and they split it. Okay. Uh, that was one of the games where the I think Jake McGee blew, blew a save late and the yeah. Pirates w- walked it off. But, um, yeah, it just – yeah, they're not going to win every game. I'm sorry, guys. I hate to, hate to tell you that. They're not going to win every game. They're not going to win every series. Darn. Well, you know, it would be nice to win the next one or at yes. least split it. Yes, uh, because the Giants do travel down to Chavez Ravine tomorrow um, just for a quick two game set with the fucking hated Los Angeles Dodges uh-huh. um, who are in first place uh, right now in the NL West. But just by a half game, Dodgers are 14 and seven. Uh, I believe the Padres are 15 and eight and the Giants are uh, 14 and eight, which. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Giants were 14 and 8 through their first 22 games last year. I'm wow. Gonna, I think Rob and I are going to throw in little subtle jabs here <laughs> throughout this episode until we get to our uh, grand finale at the end because we got something brewing. So make sure you stick around for that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Giants will be going down to LA. Again, we're not we're not previewing here, but I am excited to finally, you know, it's been it's been almost a month and we haven't had Giants Dodgers yet. So um, you know, tomorrow we will have Carlos Rodon for the Giants, who's just been lights out. Um, he'll be going up against the Dodgers uh, lefty Julio Urias, who was a 20 game winner last year. So tomorrow night, already a good pitching matchup for sure. And then um, Wednesday is slated uh, Alex Wood against Tony Gonsolin. So uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, Dodgers playing a pretty good ball right now. I, I know they just played the um tigers over the weekend mm-hmm. but uh yeah so we'll see yeah exciting stuff uh for calls for dawn hey welcome to the rivalry you know first yeah. game of the year, first game of the year you know he's getting the ball big free to signing you know this is what he's this is what why the giants got him the, the the dodgers typically don't hit lefties nearly as well as they hit righties so this is a it's gonna be a, a big moment for him and i'm i'm sure he's nervous you know i'm sure I mean, I'm nervous for every Dodger game, of course, but yeah, Carlos, Carlos Rodon tomorrow night against Julio Urias. I, I really can't wait for that one. That, that could be a playoff preview. Who knows? You know, Rob, I'm looking at just some of the Dodgers numbers real quick. Um, Trey Turner in 21 games already has 18 RBIs, dude. It's incredible. MVP. Um, she's got to be getting some freaking looks already for that. Uh, four stolen bags as well for him already. Um, let me see what else here. Oh, Cody Bellinger's hitting 208. He's having a great year. Uh, that's up a little bit from over the last couple of seasons. <laughs> it no, is. I'm joking. No, you know, it, here's the here's is. the thing. Here's the thing. Cody Bellinger is a big swing and a miss guy. He's already got 28 strikeouts on the year, but he is hitting the ball at the ballpark. I mean, he's got four home runs already. He does have four doubles. So, um, you know, he's just got that long swing, and he is who he is. So, uh. That's that's what Cody Bellinger is. He's also second in the team in total bases. So hey, you know the uh, Giants have a guy like that too. His name's Joey Bart. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Yeah, he he's nice in like comp. Yeah, he's in two hundred eight. He's in for authority, but that's about it. But you know, Rob, this is where the Dodgers winning the starting rotation, and of, of course. course, it was kind of the big question of you know they didn't really address the back end, but it didn't really matter. I mean, Walker Bueller at the top of this rotation 
He's three and one, one with a two, one, two ERA. Thankfully he just threw and the, the giants will miss him this time around. Clayton Kershaw is three and with a two, three, five ERA. Uh, he's been thrown really well. 30 K's two walks. This is vintage Kershaw to start the season when he's healthy. He's still really, really good. People, oh, yeah. uh, people seem to write him off. Don't do that yet. No. Um, Julio Urias is one one with a two, five ERA, uh, kind of building off last year's success. Uh, but yeah, here, Tony Gonsolin, he's one to know with a one five, nine ERA and 17 innings pitched. Uh, so he's been good and the bullpen overall has been, you know, not bad as well. So, uh, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, man. We expected them to be good and they're off to a good start, but giants are right there, even though it feels you know, if you go on social media, it feels like the Giants just lost 15 of 16. So, <laughs> but again, I, I digress. Yeah. Um, that rotation, it's the same thing that we talked about with the Giants for the season started. There are a lot of, a lot of talent on that team, but it always kind of falls back on the starting pitching, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, with, sure. with all the, with all the shit the Giants have gone through early in the year with, with COVID and just, bad luck injuries, this and that. I mean, they're 14-8 mainly because of their starting pitching. And I, I and I know statistically that they're leading the, the league in, in runs right now, but a couple of outliers in there have really helped that helped that cause. Yeah. But it, with the Dodgers, it just, when you have all those starters, they all feed off each other, which is, that's what starting pitching is. Every, nobody wants to be the guy who goes, who goes out there and, you know, throws up a dud and it's, it's, it's very, very contagious. And for a guy like Tony Gonsolin, like, yeah, you would think, Oh, he's probably the weak link in this rotation. You just said it 1.5 ERA in 17 innings. And that's your back end. That's your, that's your four, your five guy. That's, that's not a bad thing to have right there. Yep. It's true. Um, well, let's talk, you know, Rob, Rob and I uh, love to talk roster. And so, Actually, I think today was the first day uh, rosters need to be cut from 28 to 26. Obviously, you know, teams across the league uh, got those two additional active roster spots throughout the month of April, uh, you know, because people, our teams got off to a late spring training, uh, just giving them a little insurance with the two extra bodies. But now we're back to a normal 26-man roster. Uh, we've seen... I mean, we've seen Farhan do Farhan things already. I know he traded for uh, Mike Ford the other day. He actually had a big hit yesterday, even though it was a little late, but came through for the Giants. I know he also uh, traded for Isan Diaz uh, the other day as well. But looking at the roster here, Rob, um, you know, there's a very, very good chance that we're going to see Lamont Wade Jr. make his uh, season debut tomorrow, reportedly already down in L.A., uh, has been hitting the ball well in his couple rehab games in Sacramento with the River Cats. I mean, he's going to be in. Well, here's the thing, actually. Now that now that I'm thinking, of course, I'm thinking about this. Like after I was prepared to say something, Julio Urias is on the mound tomorrow night, left-hander. Um, maybe we don't see Wade until Wednesday. That's what I'm thinking. I think there's a possibility. I mean, of course, we're going to see Austin Slater and, and Darren Ruff. Yeah what if we get a start from Mauricio Dubon? I was just thinking he could, he could be in there tomorrow um, yeah. in, in the outfield. Yeah. I think uh, Luis Gonzalez, I don't think they want to run him out there against Urias and 
we don't know the status of Jock Peterson at the moment. Yeah. Uh, maybe he maybe he takes 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 the the DH role tomorrow night because I know it's so it's so tough to keep Peterson out, out, out of the lineup against lefty against anybody right now the way yeah. he's been hitting. But he's come off injury, so yeah, I think there's a good possibility that we get one of those unicorn Racio Dubon starts. I you want to like put together a fun lineup real quick for tomorrow night? Just oh. guess. Okay. We I mean, uh, like doing this stuff. Sure. All sure. right. I think Luke Williams is going to play tomorrow night too. Yes. I think Vossler's been playing a lot. He's been playing pretty well. Yes. Um, leading off tomorrow, I think Slater leads off. Yes. In in right field. Okay. And and then in the two hole, I think we'll get. I think we'll we'll maybe get Darren Ruff against the lefty. That's what I was thinking. Up in the two hole. Wilmer Flores will hit third. Wilmer three. Yeah. And uh, he, he, now, okay, I, I take it back. Wilmer will probably play, I'm going to say he's going to play first base tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. And then who do you think uh, hits, hits four tomorrow night? Probably Crawford. Oh, hell, probably Crawford just probably by Crawford. experience. By, by default, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Five. It's where it gets interesting here. Uh, well, I mean, Luis Gonzalez too. Uh, I don't think he'll be in there tomorrow night. I bet you we see an odd uh, positioning for Tyro Estrada, and he hits five tomorrow at second base. Yeah, I mean, he he, he hit he hit fifth over the weekend yeah. kind of, again, kind of yeah. by default. Like he's the one of the few left. Um, I'm gonna say Dubon will probably hit six in the play six. In oh, play God. center six. I Luke, Luke Williams hit seven. Hit seventh, and. We need another outfielder, don't we? We got Dubon. We got Ruff. Oh, and Slater. Never mind. And Slater. Uh, we no. don't have a we don't have a DH though. Hmm. That's where it could get interesting. That's where I think it's it's possible Jock Peterson finds a way into the lineup and maybe somewhere hit lower in the lineup too because yeah. it's his first day back in what yeah. five six days. Yeah. Hell, maybe maybe he hits six tomorrow. Maybe he hits behind the Sure, Shana. six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, and Dubon can hit seventh. And then I would assume Joey Bart. Uh, yeah, and he they, he's been in that nine hole. So yeah, yeah, that's probably what the lineup would probably look like tomorrow. Luke Williams eighth and Bart yeah. Bart ninth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like sounds, constructing a lineup. Though. It sounds sounds good to me. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck it. We'll we'll roll that. So, but you know, looking at the roster here. So if we so you agree, you think maybe they hold off on Wade until Wednesday, possibly give him give him like two days of rest and then uh, he's ready to go Wednesday. Yeah, I think there's little to no shot that Wade starts tomorrow night. So he'll get activated and he'll be available. I I do, I do think that. You think he can pinch hit late or sub yes. late? Yes, and okay. I, you know, not the greatest uh, numbers against lefties. So a, t- a tough assignment c- coming back off off injury for your. First game of the year. With so the then, Urias. who is the odd man out here? Is it Luis Gonzalez? He gets sent down. Uh, he does have an option. He does have. A, he does have an option. Yeah, and and that's God. You, you really hate to lose him, but it, it, I think so. I think he he's the one right now because he's been getting most of his playing time with Peterson out the last few days. And now you're going to add a Wade. I agree. I think I, I agree with you. I think Wade does get added, but he won't be in the starting lineup. Right. Tomorrow right. Because maybe they need um, 
shit, maybe Kimbrel's in in the ninth in a save opportunity. They need a power bat, power left handed bat late in the game. And yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on the nickname train, but late night Lamont comes back and uh-huh, you yeah. know finds a way to tie the game or something. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it would be Gonzalez, which is gonna, it's really yeah. gonna, that's gonna be a gut punch to see him get sent down because he's been, he's yeah, been, he's, he's been so good. Well. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, so then, I mean, just kind of looking through like maybe the rest of the week or so let's just anticipate Mike Yastrzemski is activated for the Cardinals series this weekend because uh-huh. it's been what 10 days now for Yastrzemski I mean try, let me let me find out here where are we at well hey, hey, I, I just thought, thought of another it, it, April 24th it, it could be Mike Ford that gets sent down tomorrow or DFA it's possible it could be it, it's possible it could be and he uh instead of who we're talking about Luis Gonzalez and maybe Gonzalez. they would rather keep Luis Gonzalez too because he could pinch run late or something yeah um and they wouldn't have to according to at, according to fan graphs at least it does say that Mike Ford has an option so he, they no, yeah, have to, he, he does yeah they wouldn't have to DFA him no um, send, so they can send, send him down to send sack. him down and uh, that's true. That's a, that's a possibility as well. And they keep Luis Gonzalez around, maybe extend his opportunity because I mean, after this, it's, it's looking like the giants are just going to start seeing more right-handed pitching again. Um, right. So it, it looks like they'll see Steven Matz this weekend um, who is a lefty, but other than that, right. You know, probably seeing a, a bulk of right-handed hitters. So, and, and we're, and we're, I think we're both projecting that, Mikey Stramsey comes back this weekend, so that yeah. that 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 could be the end end for for Gonzalez at least for the for the time being. Once that also, happens, also too though, dude, like w- wonder when Brandon Belt comes back as well. Yeah, dude. that's that that's another one. I, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, so. I, I I know. I mean, they they value a deep bench. You know, that's when guys like you know Junior Marte comes comes in comes into play and yeah. uh uh. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tyler Beattie. Mauricio, I, I, I know what we keep writing Mauricio Dubon off, off the island, you know, at least once a week. But hell, I mean, he's finding a way to stick on the roster. And I, I, I would assume he would play against uh, Steven Matz this weekend, too, if that, if that is one, yeah. one, one of the starts. <laughs> it's just funny because I'm like, I'm looking at Dubon's numbers right now. And he's he hasn't really done anything. So <laughs> I, I know, I know, it's weird. Um, like he he went like yeah. ten days and didn't play at all ever. I know. Period. I know. So yeah, and it's not like you know Tyro Estrada's hitting the piss out of the ball, but I mean he's done enough to get the opportunity. And I believe he's he is the only guy too besides Darren Ruff that has played in every single game. I know for the Giants, or at least appeared in every yeah. single game. So, and Darren Ruff's got to get going at some point. Hopefully it's tomorrow night. You know, he's going to, I guarantee you, he's going to be hitting in that two hole against a lefty. Yeah. Also, we can throw in, uh, when Bell gets back, we can throw in Luke Williams too. He could be the odd man out there. Or, uh, or Vossler. Or or, or Vossler, yes. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I I think it would be Vossler because um, he does, he has a couple of options left. Yeah. Um, Which is too bad. It is, but I mean, Luke Williams has three options, right? 
So uh, it could be either one of them. It's a good problem to have. You know, we're not stressing over here or anything, but it's a good problem to have right now. The Giants are a pretty deep team, and they're they've had contributions across the board. The guys who believe that when they start, something good's going to happen. So yeah, you know, good vibes. I am curious though. I know we're t- this is totally a loose roster conversation, so just bear with us. <laughs> but yeah, well, I. We don't know. I, I am curious though if they if they maybe do hold on to Ford a little longer until Belt comes back because you know you have seen Ruff more in the outfield. I know they'd like to DH uh, Flores rather than put him over at first. I, um, yeah, I think uh, ideally when the, when the season started that was going to be his role. Yeah, and 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 they have put a lot of tread on his tires early in the season in the field. Yeah, so I do. I wonder if uh, Ford maybe gets a little extended stay. But yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to see Austin Slater uh, tomorrow in that lineup, especially leading off. But man, you know, it's it's been nice. I know he has nine hits this year. I don't have the splits right in front of me, but I know at least like two or three of them are against right-handed pitching. Slater's actually been looking okay against uh, righties. So yeah, now he he had that. That, that nice home run the other night against the uh, against the A's, they hit the opposite way, mm-hmm. totally totally backspin that ball out, and mm-hmm. that was against the righty. So yeah, he's he's doing his part to try to d- debunk that he can't play against righties. There, so he's he's like all, all his hits seem to be very impactful. Like you said, he's only had nine hits this year, but they've all seemed like pretty big hits and extra base hits. Yeah. Are you you know before we move on to what we want to close with. Uh, what are your current, cause we, we talked about it in the last episode about Joey Bart. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? Like, Oh, I think it's been almost a week since we recorded last, like he had another home run in this time. Uh, how are you feeling about Joey Bart right now? I'm still feeling pretty good about Joey Bart. Me too. Um, I, I've also, I've noticed, you know, that Gabe Kapler has been going, they're flip-flopping days now with him and Casale. It's I don't know. Every other. It's almost every other day now. Before it was Casale was getting one game and, mm-hmm. Bart, and Bart was getting two out of three. And now they're doing a pretty standard flip flop the last six or seven games. Yeah. So I I don't know what that means. I I don't want to speculate. But everything I've seen out of out of Joey Bart, I mean, he's calling calling a great calling a great game. Uh, the pitching staff for the most part has been very well you know he's he's managed or he's caught a couple of bullpen games which i can't imagine is easy for a rookie catcher to do yeah and so i think i think they're 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 trusting him and you know they're they're showing a, a lot of faith in it and right now to you know kind of kind of bow through and kind of find his way because you know as a as a guy who has a lot of power and has hit everywhere he's ever been you you know it's eating at him you know hitting just above the Mendoza line and and hit ninth every day. I, you know it's eating at him, but I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit. You know he's not taking it out on the field with him, and I think that that, that shows a lot. I mean, he's got a one thirty OPS plus. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's hitting for power. He's hitting with authority. He, he here's the thing too. Like his walks are they're still up. He has mm-hmm. nine nine walks and fifty four plate appearances this year. So, um, I think. I think if he balances out the walks in place of the strikeouts and I trust me, I don't like strikeouts either. I know, I know you're an anti-strikeout guy, but I think, you know, most logical giants fans, rational giants fans can understand like he's going to strike out, but if he ups his walks more, uh, I think that's serviceable. It's going to keep him in the lineup. Yeah. It's going to keep him in the lineup. And 
I don't want to throw, you know, jabs at Kirk Sally right now, but he has absolutely nothing at the plate offensively. We, 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 we want to talk about Joey Bart struggles at the, at the yeah. plate. Oh my God. You know, at, at least, at least right now when he's up there, hey, maybe Joey will run into one, you know, or maybe he'll draw a walk. Kirk is Sally is an, is an 0 for 4. I mean, just rolling out of bed right now. And I, and you, you know that that's bugging him too. But yeah, the catcher spot right now for the Giants isn't a, you know, it's not generating a, a, a ton of offense. But yeah, at least, you know, at least when Bart's out there, you know, the, the threat of him running into one, it's sure it, it's there right now. Well, Joey Bart in 54 plate appearances, 24 strikeouts. So, I mean, that's slightly under 50%. But, yeah, you look at Kirk Casale, 31 plate appearances, 13 strikeouts. So that's also just slightly under 50%. Yeah, so they're great. both striking yeah. out a lot. Okay. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, um, you know, pick your poison on what you want to complain about. But <laughs> Right. So we're going to wrap up talking – Talking baseball. No, Talking baseball. <laughs> so on yesterday's Giants Chatter Coffee in the Cove, I kind of went off at the end on a, a nice little rant. Have you seen it? If you haven't seen it, check it on my Twitter line at Say Hey Doug or go on uh, the Facebook group Giants Chatter. It's like two minutes long. I clipped it just so you can see it. Uh, I am, and Rob and I are going to go on this together. I know last week Rob's rant was, was, a little more folk. What was it more focused on again last week? We were talking about the unwritten rules. That's right. Unwritten rules. Thank <laughs> you. See, see, that's how we fucking already moved on from that. Yeah, it's uh, over. It's over. Uh, you know, this week we're going to talk about Giants fans. You know, maybe we should just bitch at the end of every episode, and that can be kind of our new outro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let us know what you think. So, I've seen a lot of Giants fans. You know, on twitter timeline or yes even you in giants chatter complaining <laughs> about when when the giants struggle and it's not so often but over the weekend rough series against an inferior opponent a lot of pointing fingers to the front office players the front office yeah. <laughs> you know farhan zaidi yeah farhan zaidi yeah. and Oh, man, I get so frustrated because yeah, I said this yesterday. Like, have we not learned anything? Why are we still questioning what this man is doing? The moves he does. He goes out and gets Mike Ford this week. What does he do in his first game? Boom. He laces like a two RBI double to right field. Um, you know, he goes and gets a guy who's in Isan Diaz for, uh, you know, freaking cash considerations okay we didn't even give up any prospects we give up cash because there's plenty of cash the giants can give up for a guy that maybe they can work with him and turn him into a serviceable player look at all the lightning in the bottle moves this team has made in the last 13 months or so and what they have done they win games stop living in the moment they had a bad weekend they're a half game out of fucking first people. And yes, it's still very early in the season. It's May 2nd. I get that. But that's also the point. Why the hell are you complaining about things? I mean, Alex Cobb had his first start coming off of an injury yesterday and wasn't sharp. And people like are calling for his fucking head. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, Rob, go, you know, extend this for me. And then I'll, you all know, right. come back to me. <laughs> all right, I'm all over right. it. I, I, you're over it. Yeah. Yeah. We're all over it. But one last thing, of course, it, uh, it, this is, 
it's 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 a lot to unpack with Giants fans right now because I I get it. They won 107 games last year. We expect them to win every game, every, every or at least every series. Yeah, I, th- I think we've gotten into that flow where they won damn near every freaking series that, that they played last year. Oh, and then they lose one. And, and I I, tr- I try to, t- to tell people, go come going, going into that series, you know, watch out, you know, because the, the Nats have lost eight in a row. They're mm-hmm. going to bust out here eventually. They Those are professional hitters over there. They're sick of losing. You know, it's, it's only it's only April and it's May now, but it was only April. They haven't written the season off yet, but like, you know, the, 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 these fans, and it, it's hard to put it delicately, but yeah, they're just fucking spoiled. You know, you can't spoil brats. You you just say. can't accept losing for even a day without hopping on Facebook or hopping on Twitter and calling for everybody to lose their job. And, you know, and, we didn't do enough in the off season and, you know, far, you know, far on, you know, they're just, hoard, they're hoarding money and they're just making these little meaningless moves, you know, for these four, a players. Well, guess what, man, the giants have half of their freaking opening day roster right now unavailable. Yeah. Is that important, Rob? Yeah. And I don't know what these guys expect for them to go out and, you know, okay, let's instead of getting Mike Ford. Yeah. Maybe they should have called the blue Jays. And said, "Hey, we need Vlad Jr. How much money is it going to cost?" <laughs> I don't, I don't know what what they people expect here. You know, there's with COVID and, and all these injuries now, and Farhan and Scott Harris, they've done a very good job the last couple of years of manipulating the IL list and things like that. But now, right now, I'm telling you right now, they're not manipulating shit. Like things are going on right now. They can't. Yeah, they have problems. They have health issues and. Say what you want to about guys like Jason Vossler, Luis Gonzalez, Mike Ford, Isan Diaz, Corey Abbott, all these guys that they've applied who are, by definition, we would probably say they're 4A players. Uh, let's be uh, at, at this point, I, I think, okay, personally, I think Vossler and Gonzalez are, are big leaguers, and they it's going to suck when they get sent down because I think they're big league contributors. But, but yeah, uh, up to this point, they've been 4A players. And I don't think people realize a lot of fans realize how valuable it is for them to be able to bring these guys up and insert them in everyday roles when things are going bad and guys are out, you know, cause if, if Farhan's not making these moves, these, if for, you know, Kevin Podlo, they just acquired him, him the other day too. He had three home runs in, in his second Sacramento game, yeah. you know? Yeah. Is he a four, a player at this point? Yeah, he is, but he's been to the show and when it's his time, you don't think you know that day? It's not going to be the, the the biggest you know game of the of the season for him. You know he's going to take that that day really fucking seriously because he's been there before and he doesn't want to go back. You know, so when when these guys get the opportunities and and Farhan makes these trades and people go, well, who the fuck is this? Oh my god, another trade! This is absurd. This is stupid. Farhan's just absurd. Yeah, Farhan's just just doing shit. You know, just to do it to prove he's the smartest guy in the room this is the shit I read every day and it's so ridiculous. If they aren't, if they aren't making these trades for these four, a players, then they're dipping down into their farm system and exhausting options on guys that they want to keep around for a, for a while. Yeah. Guys like Mike Ford. Yeah. He might be gone next week, but can he help them right now? Yes. When Kevin Podlo, you know, gets up, is, is he a long-term solution? Probably not, but can he help them in a pinch? Yeah. But at least we're not digging down to double A's, you know, and high A and yanking dudes 
you know, up and rushing them up when they're not ready. You know, that's, that is the alternative. If Farhan isn't making these meaningless moves or trying to try to be the smartest guy, smart guy in the room moves, you know, that's what happens. And then you expose guys early and you fuck with their confidence. But these four A guys, they've been there. They can help now and they are fighting for their next job. So people need some fucking perspective and just relax. These guys, I should relax right now, but why are you yelling, bro? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's frustrating. It, it's annoying, and people just need to calm the fuck down, man. You know, you said so many things there. I agree with, and I'm trying to combine them all together. It's like one, we have people with tunnel vision, and they don't see the big picture, and we, we still have fans that you know. Here's here's the thing. I wonder what this team, first of all, would look like, and two, how the success rate would be going if Brian Sabian was still in charge. And we all love Brian Sabian. He won us three championships. Yeah, Grateful for him. Put him back with his team. First of all, we have a completely different-looking team because he ran things differently. Um, But the way Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris maximize, you know, no-name assets – yeah, because, you know, Brian Sabian didn't believe in platoon guys. Yeah. You know, he wanted guys that can go out and play every day. Guys that were experienced. Play veterans. 140 games. Play 140 games. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what they wanted. So did, uh, you know, so did Bobby Evans. Yeah. Um, that In case you're a year and a half behind, the Giants are a different team now. It's a different organization. They're going to go get guys who – you may have never heard of before, and I'm sorry that's upsetting to you because you don't know who the fuck they just traded for. But guess what? This guy hits lefties like it's there's there's no tomorrow. And you know what? He's going to play. And most of the time, whenever they bring in guys to face certain arms, they excel. And the Giants stay healthier that way. I know that's kind of funny me saying that now, but right. it gives guys <laughs> more, more uh, days off, be, uh, more rest. Like there is a there is a purpose to what the Giants do, and it's frustrating that people haven't caught on yet. Because now you know what if they won seventy five games last year, and through twenty two games they were eight and fourteen right now instead of fourteen and eight. I'd understand you know the rumblings of getting a little frustrated and stuff, but yeah, combine all this with they're not fucking healthy right now at all. They're missing several pieces. We haven't even once mentioned Tommy LaStella or Evan Longoria even in this episode. Yeah. They're going to be back hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. When this team is constructed and healthy and working at the machine, um, you know, in the factory that Farhan's put together, they will win most series like they did last year, and they'll be in everything. The, the whole point, I think, of, and I know we're kind of going on here, but that's fine. I think what people need to understand is, and we have said this before the season even started, would it be nice to win the West again? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And they could. But, and they could. They, they absolutely could. could. They are good enough to do it. Uh, and they will, I believe that they will be there neck and neck with the Dodgers throughout the season, you know, within three to four games, uh, either way. But, uh, you know, I truly believe that the way this roster was constructed, you know, they added another top-line starter with Carlos Rodon. They added back in the rotation depth. They brought back, you know, basically the entire same bullpen that that 
threw really well last year and they're off to a pretty damn good start again. Yeah, crazy. I think the goal of this roster is to tread water, stay healthy, stay in the fight. And then when October comes around, let's go. And I think that a healthy Giants team, and I still believe, and I think you, Rob, we were talking on the side yesterday privately. You agree with this. Um, I still think that they'll be aggressive at the deadline. They can go at a player too. Yeah, they can. They can uh, do. They can do another Chris Bryant trade this absolutely. year. Absolutely, hundred percent. This team, healthy in October, can absolutely contend. Not just to get to the NLCS, but to get to the World Series and win it. They absolutely can. They're looking beyond the one sixty two. So just relax, like Rob said. Don't panic. They're a half game out of first. We're going to be getting some guys back in the next few days. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And we're telling you to relax because we don't want to have to explain it to you guys on Twitter or in the comment thread during the game because it, it shouldn't be this difficult to grasp. A lot of, the, a lot, a lot of these guys, these, these are the same guys who were in the threads last year, you know, following stuff. Come, come on, man. Like you, you've, you've got to believe at some point that, Farhan and Scott Harris kind of know what they're, what they're doing here uh, to an extent. Yeah, but they're not going to win every series, though. You know, so what? Like, it's going to – shit's going to happen. And I just – I want to throw out a couple numbers here, Doug. You know, Luke, Jason Vossler before the season started last year, you know, it was a – it was a – it was a under-the-radar pickup that Farhan got before Christmas, and they got Luis Gonzalez – uh, at, towards the end of the year last year, before he had surgery with, with the White Sox, and these guys have, have played a lot over over the past week with all the injuries. Luis yeah. Gonzalez, Luis Gonzalez, twenty nine at bats. He's hitting two seventy six. Has a home run, seven RBIs, and a seven thirty eight OPS. Jason Vossler played a lot in the last week, hitting two eighty six, two homers, five RBIs, a nine hundred OPS in twenty eight at bats. These guys are like we talked about a little bit ago. It would it's gonna suck when these guys aren't on the roster because these fuckers can play. Yep. And they've been playing at every day, but yeah, when Lestel gets back and Lagori gets back, Yastrimsi gets back, you know, it's not it's nice to ha- to know that these guys can play. And these were the under the radar moves that we were talking about that everybody's bitching about right now. So let's just I don't know, it's call me crazy, but let's give these guys the benefit of the doubt. All right. I also want to throw in one last wrench and then we'll wrap outside of Elliot Ramos, who I think you and I agree. I would like to see him get, you know, maybe 150, 200 more ABs in Sacramento before he's considered to come up and stay outside of Elliot Ramos. Who else is ready in the system? The giants. There's nobody. There's nobody. The, The giants are, trust me, the future is very bright in this system, but the bulk of their talent is in high a and double a right now, the bulk of it. There's a lot of talent in low a San Jose, but sure. Sure. You know, the big name prospects are in Eugene and Richmond, which means you're probably not going to start seeing them crack the roster until at least next year. Yeah. yeah, and these and factor that in too. So they have yeah. to go get these, you know, what you just put four A guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These are four A guys, and they're they're expendable guys to where when they do get healthy, it's no skin off Farhan's back if mm-hmm. if they just cut him or or DFM or, or or trade him. Who who knows? Because got you got guys like Vossler and Gonzalez. You know, they're kind of making a name for themselves in the league now. Like these these guys, they're big leaguers. 
I, I really believe that. Like, I, I'm I'm moving them past 4A. I mean, those are major leaguers, in my opinion. Will the Giants have a spot for them here in about a week? Probably not. But it's a good problem to have. And, hey, it, it, Bryce Johnson and Austin Dean, oh, yeah, well, we love you guys, too. Yeah, we're not forgetting about you down up there in SAC. But, yeah, we're trying to make a point here about high high prospects in, in, in the future. But we know we know you guys can play. Don't worry. All right. Now that that's done. I feel, <laughs> I feel more relaxed. This is the second time I've talked about it. So like, I'm, I'm done now. I'm ready for the Dodgers series. Yeah. You're Hell done yeah, until tomorrow. Dude. You're done until tomorrow night. Hell yeah, dude. I can't wait. Um, super stoked about it. So, you know, fun jumping on here as always Rob with you. 75 yeah. episodes, man. We're three quarters of the way to the century mark. Oh man. And uh, yeah. So, you know, we, I, I won't title it the Camilo Duvall episode or the Barry Zito episode. But, uh, you know, we can nickname it that for sure. Sure. For sure. So um, we'll jump on in here again next week. Check in. Hopefully the Giants do well, uh, two against the Dodgers, obviously, in L.A. And then back home at Oracle for four against the St. Louis Cardinals. Four. So make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter in on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Say Hey Doug, at Say Hey Rob, and, of course, at Say Hey Podcast. And until next time. For Say Hey Rob, this is Say Hey Doug. Go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye, baby. History's in the Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.